We praise God, we praise God. Good morning, good morning, dear listeners. Good morning, Prophetic View family. You are yet again being given life by the Lord Almighty, which would be here today. Some some people went to bed last night with plans of today. Some plan that they'll be in church, some plan that they'll visit their loved ones. Some plan that they would travel, but never had the chance or the opportunity to see life this day. But if you are listening to me speaking to you right now, that means that you are indeed blessed beyond measure. For the Lord has seen fit to give you life today in the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the Living God. Welcome to Sunday service of the Prophetic View Global Ministry. And the Lord, Bishop Alexander M.C.K. Chileshe with Prophet Elijah Piri. Prophet, you are welcome, sir. Thank you, my Bishop. I'm delighted to be here and we thank God for our listeners. Welcome, wherever you are listening to us from, we love you, we appreciate you, you are especially welcome. God bless you, all of you. Thank you, my bishop, once again. Amen, and amen, and amen. We are going to have a special service today, it's very short. Um, as always, we are, are blessed with different types of graces. Uh, we are here as servants to serve um, the people of God, you the people of God. We are here to serve God himself. We are here to take kingdom advancement to another level. And that we are also just delighted that we are chosen from the group of the called to go forth and present the righteousness of God in our sinful nature. Uh, Prophet Elijah will be preaching today. And um, uh, Prophet, what is your sermon title today? Well, uh, my sermon title is called Moving Beyond the Limit. Amen. Moving Beyond the Limit. Yes, I, I can I, I can already sense that I am moving beyond man's limits. I'm moving beyond what the physical realm tells me. I'm moving beyond what my circumstance might be. Amen. I think I'm Amen. blessed even before I, I listen to this preaching Hallelujah. today. Amen. Amen. We, are going to, we are going to start with a short Bible study, uh, dear listeners. Uh, we are, we are a prophetic church which is based on the undiluted word of God. So our, the word of God is our foundation, undiluted word of God. So uh, we're going to help uh, understand, uh, we're going to help put some understanding in one or two or many souls uh, that will be part of this Bible study is a short Bible study, so I pray thee that you are blessed. If you can open your Bibles to the book of Genesis, as we open our Bibles to the book of Genesis, we're just going to commit our service in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are thankful. Yes, Glory and honor be unto your holy name. Abba Father, we recognize that indeed these are your works and this is about you and not about man. So Father, Holy Spirit, we surrender our service this morning to you, Jehovah God. May you touch the lives that are meant to be touched. In the splendor of your calmness, there's power. In the splendor of your love, there's mercy. In the splendor of your awesomeness, there's, there's life. So, Father, as the life-giving God that you are, may you give life to this service in the name of Jesus Christ, Son of you, the living God. We have prayed. 
Amen and amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Okay, so we 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 expound um, quickly on Genesis chapter one. We are going to look at a few things from Genesis chapter one. Probably we can just look at verse one and verse two today. Now, Genesis one one. Saves. Allow me to quickly grab my Bible. Genesis one one. I will read uh, both from the English Standard Version. In fact, for the NIV and my favorite, the KJV, so that we we have understanding. I know we are all acquainted to a particular uh, Bible version, mm. and, and uh, we we thank we thank the Lord for that. I I always encourage people to use the KJV, mm. for it is something that is closer to the original Aramaic, Hebrew, and Greek writings. If you cannot understand the KJV, you can always use the new. James version, which has got a simpler English. After that, you can also uh, base yourself on the NIV. It's also a very good version. It uh, it gives good understanding to to many. Amen. Okay, um, Genesis chapter one, verse one. I will first read from the English Standard Version. It says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the, be- in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the KJV, it equally says, In the beginning, God created the heaven. It's not plural. I want you to notice that. It's in, in the English Standard Version, it says heavens. But in the KJV, it says heaven and the earth. So take note of that. Very important. Then um, which one is the other, the other version I talked about? The, version, the NIV. Oh, let's go to the NIV, which is Prophetier's favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. Favorite vision. He's never told me, but I, I just sense it in him. <laughs> he sort of favors it. And uh, from the NIV, Genesis 1 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You'll see here, there's also a, 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 a plural saying, Heavens. Mm. That's so right. It, for there's understanding that there's not just the heaven, but there are many heavens. Uh, mm. That is another topic. Uh, I, when I started uh, ministry many years ago in Bible school, uh, I was first taught that there are three heavens. Mm. Then when I when I started going deeper and deeper in uh, uh, in, uh, in 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 building a relationship with God, I I, I began to perceive more than what I was taught. So when you start climbing a, a, a building, a staircase, you start from the first step, second step, third step. As you are going up, you, you begin to perceive what you see out of the window differently from what you were seeing from the first step, second step. As you go on and on and you begin to see differently and perceive differently in spirit. Mm. Mm. All right. So Genesis one one, Okay. Mm. Genesis 1.1 is the mere heading of the creation concept, mm. or, or, a, or simply uh, a general summary, you know, of, of which later shows how, God, how God's creation is divided mm. into several stages. Mm-hmm. When we jump to verse 2, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. I want us to break it to break it down uh, slowly. There, um, 
we 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 read there that the Bible says the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the first of the deep. The spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, let me read it slowly again. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Okay, this is Bible study. Now, how many things does God create according to Genesis 1-1 when you see verse 2? How many things are created in verse 2? How, how many things can, 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 can we pick up? I, I want us to challenge our, 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 our divine thought pattern. I want us to challenge mm. our, 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 what did we call it when we were in school? Our oblangata medulla. I want us to challenge Amen. Our, 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 our thinking. Uh, mm. as, my, as my Nigerian brothers say, they say thought, not thought. Mm. I want us to challenge <laughs> our, our thought pattern. Amen. Um, I want us to look at how many things are created here. God created the heavens and the earth. Verse mm-hmm. 2. Okay, now verse 2 is telling us that one, God creates the heavens. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's number one. Number two, we see that God creates the earth. Hmm. But in this creation of the heavens and the earth, we are also seeing that God also creates darkness. Hmm. I want us to look at verse two very nicely. Mm-hmm. Okay. He he also creates darkness in there. Then, then in there, after creating darkness, I mean, this is why, as a child of God, let me pause it here. I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be scared of 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 of, of the dark. Mm-hmm. Yes, the yes, the the, the 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 evil principality and evil powers, the enemy himself, the the, the devil and his agents operate in darkness. But it does That's not right. mean that it does not mean that darkness has power over us. Mm-hmm. Because because our father, our creator, is, is the one who created it. And Genesis mm. 2 is stip- stipulating here in the creation order. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we, we see that the, the, the fourth thing there that he creates the, the, the deep mm. darkness over the first of the deep. The deep. In the Hebrew, the, the Hebrew dialect, the deep is known as Tehom. Mm. Tehom, which directly translates back to English as confusion. Mm. <laughs> so mm. meaning, so meaning, God creates the heavens, the earth mm-hmm. creates darkness. Mm-hmm. He creates mm. confusion, confusion, or mm. or simply saying. In this thing that he created, there was a co- confusion. Mm. I, I, allow me to hit a note there. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We go back. We, we are still on, on, on verse 2. The F. Mm-hmm. The F. Now, let's put the word and. And the F. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the F. It, it's meant to harmonize the geology that man understands from the physical mm-hmm. earth and the word scripture it's it, it's meant to, to to harmonize the two okay i'm saying mm-hmm. that the creation was without order that is the confusion mm-hmm. the tehom it was mm-hmm. without order he created all these things but he created them without order he created mm. them without beauty. Mm-hmm. He created them without use mm. at, at this stage. Mm. Okay, and 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 mm-hmm. we we see that all these things were, were, were surrounded on all sides with a thick darkness. Mm-hmm. Okay, with a thick darkness. 
through the gloom. Mm. In fact, mm-hmm. I can even say that which which there was no ray of light to penetrate. I can even say that the darkness itself was rendered invisible. Mm. Wow. <laughs> it's darkness is there, but it's rendered invisible because it's got no order right now. At mm-hmm. this point, there's no understanding. Mm-hmm. You know that that light is opposite darkness. Darkness is opposite. There's no understanding in on any of these things. Mm. So it can be said that after this creation of Genesis one one, mm-hmm. the earth existed as a shapeless and empty waste. Mm. That's what that's what that's what the marrying of what the earth and the earth from verse two is saying. Uh, mm. let, 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 let's hold on to certain words that are there in verse 2 F- without form and void mm-hmm. without form and void mm. Mm. you know these are words that we read. We read that we read the book of Genesis, and it was without form and void, and and we we we, we don't really question ourselves what mm-hmm. is scripture really talking about. Well, I I I want there are two ways to understand without form and void. The first way is the literal aspect of what the words are actually saying. So the literal words used here are indeed without form and void. In, in, in the Hebrew language, form is translated as tohu. Okay, tohu. Mm. Tohu. Mm. Uh, and, and, and void is translated as bohu. Okay? Uh, mm-hmm. both, both words signify westness and emptiness. Mm-hmm. West, westness and emptiness. So, and the earth was without form and void and the earth was westness and emptiness was in it that is what now mm-hmm. scripture is telling us there mm-hmm. then we go to another word the dark, darkness yes and darkness we're still in verse 2 okay mm. as light is the result of either condensation of matter or mm-hmm. of vibration caused by chemical action according to we are now talking to about science mm-hmm. <laughs> in some reasoning it agrees with the presentation of the chaos that I've explained that the that that that, it, that the world was without it was surrounded mm-hmm. by thick darkness and, and, and without beauty. It had no order. Mm-hmm. That, it, it, it's, it's agreeing. Science is agreeing with the chaos mentioned in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Mm-hmm. There's, there, there's a chaos there that it is agreeing with. You mm. know, that, 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 the, that the world or the earth, let's hold on to the earth, was without shape. It existed at, at, at a present incoherent waste of emptiness. Mm-hmm. So on darkness, really, we are just looking at why was light created you know, mm-hmm. out of this darkness? Because in darkness, there's chaos. There's, mm-hmm. lack, of, there's lack of order. There's lack mm-hmm. of beauty. There's yes. lack of if see when you stand in the night and when you look up to the sky, the mm-hmm. reason we, we look at the beauty of the stars is because that there's light presenting itself in the dark. But if the sky was not there, there's no moon, there was no stars to shine in that darkness, dude would see no beauty at all because it would be pitch black. Mm-hmm. Absolute no beauty, no order. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like no, I will get used in the dark. No, this we get used in the dark because there's a little bit of light outside somewhere. There's a moon, there's stars. <laughs> but mm-hmm. if this, this this thing representing light were non-existent, it would be impossible. Mm. 
So that yes. is why darkness is simply meaning chaos. So here mm. the Bible is saying, and the earth was in wasteness, mm-hmm. in em- emptiness, and mm-hmm. in chaos. And mm-hmm. the earth was without form, void, mm-hmm. and there was darkness. Amen. Okay. On the mm. deep. So let's go mm. to the word deep. Mm-hmm. Okay. The word deep, the deep, the Hebrew, tehom, mm-hmm. it signifies also confusion mm-hmm. or rather disturbance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can see this in, uh, we can cross-reference to uh, Psalms 42, verse 7. Psalms 42, verse 7, if I am not mistaken. 42. Maybe it has rubbed off from my Bible, man of God. Oh, yeah, okay. There it is. It says, deep calls to deep. Mm -hmm. At the roar of your waters, all your breakers and your waves have gone over me. Deep calls. Mm -hmm. To dip, okay. Mm-hmm. It's signifying the disturbance, the, the confusion. This scripture here is talking about confusion. The, the, mm. the, the psalmist was talking about a confusion, a physical, spiritual confusion, a disturbance. Okay, mm-hmm. that is why it's talking about of the restless of the motion of its waves. Okay, it's a disturb when you're on the sea and the, and and the wind is beaten. There's a wave. Uh, there's a confusion in that moment. There's a disturbance mm. to peace. Peace is non-existent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, That's true. And still, this is still describing the chaos. Mm. So the deep tehom means the shapeless matter, a mm-hmm. shapeless matter. So. Everything, the earth was created like that, without form, without void, in, with darkness and the deep, the shapeless matter, the home. This matter mm. that was created was shapeless. It had no form, no mm-hmm. shape at all. Mm-hmm. We cruise through to the Spirit of God, and I'll end it there for today. Mm-hmm. So when we read scripture there, mm-hmm. and the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the first of the earth and the spirit of God and mm. the spirit of God mm-hmm. I will not get into the deep explanation but the Hebrew translations the spirit of God simply saying a wind of God or a mighty wind mm-hmm. that's, how it, that's how it translates and we can see this, or we can reference it in in Isaiah forty verse seven. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to pick up the sevens there. When you look at why Psalm forty two it goes to verse seven, and why uh, Isaiah forty goes to verse seven, there's something mm-hmm. pro- prophetic about that number seven there that shows. But that's mm-hmm. a day, that, that's another day for mm-hmm. it's another Bible study. So when we mm. look at Isaiah 47, which says the grass withereth, mm-hmm. the, the flower fadeth, because mm. the Spirit of God bloweth upon it. Surely mm. the, the people is grass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here, we, we, we are seeing an, an, an explanation here. We are seeing an explanation here that, uh, in fact, the 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 spirit of god mm-hmm. is translated as the as a wind mm. as a wind now mm. uh, there's one scripture that explains better psalm 104 maybe you can read it in your translation man of god psalm, psalm 104 verse 4 Psalm 104, verse 4, the NIV version says, He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. 
Now listen to this, okay? He says he makes his wind his messengers. Now, mm-hmm. listen to the KJV. Okay, the mm-hmm. KJV says he maketh his angels spirits. Mm. In the NIV, the angels are called winds. Winds. Okay. In the KJV, they're called angels. Mm. Okay. Follow me here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so when 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 he maketh this wind, his messengers, flames of fire. Mm-hmm. Automatically, we are talking about a wind. Okay. We are, we know that the prophet Moses commanded an eastern wind mm-hmm. that came came blowing and separated the waters of the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. So what wind was that? Mm. What wind was that? Uh, we should all ask ourselves questions here. What wind mm. was it? Yes. You know, who is in that wind? Mm. So if, if, if you, in fact, if you hear someone say or argue, dear listeners, that mm-hmm. that that no wind existed you know when heaven and earth was being created just know mm. that that is that is a baseless and an incorrect compound mm-hmm. it's completely incorrect yes. because mm-hmm. this spirit of god that genesis chapter 1 verse 2 is talking about is actually wind mm. okay so, mm. if, 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 I mean, if, if water existed at creation, so did air. So did the mm. wind exist. Now, this unseen material or this unseen material force, mm. wind, the wind, is a divine unseen power at its works. So, when you sense the wind, for instance, you're taking a walk, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want you to be, rem- to be reminded that mm. it's just not a, a mere instrumental force employed, mm. but, it, but it's rather a divine operative energy which resides, mm. which resides, mm. and I, again I say, especially in the third person of the Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. But because good and evil exist, in that in that same wind, an evil can can also exist. A supernatural cosmic power can exist, which is evil in that same mm. wind. Mm. That is why we, we are sh- we are shown two types of winds. There was a wind mm-hmm. that once once beat the boat of the disciples where Jesus was and he was sleeping. Mm-hmm. It beat it so hard. The Bible tells us. Mm that the disciples were fearful of their lives. And they mm. called on to their master who was fast asleep. In the day. second, Yes. The second mm. person of, 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 of the Holy Trinity. And he got up mm. and he commanded that wind to, mm. to come. Yes. Okay, so we see that there are types that because of evil and good, so there can be a good wind and there can be a bad wind. But all the time you perceive a wind as a child mm. of God, mm-hmm. ask yourself, is there an angel of the Lord in this wind? Mm-hmm. Or is it an, a wind of bad omen that is coming from the camp of the enemy? Mm-hmm. We, we end here today on what we were expounding on Genesis chapter 1. This one and two. So mm-hmm. when you look at a simple scripture, dear listeners, a simple verse, it does not mean that the verse is as literal as it is. You need to learn mm-hmm. to expound, to propound. You need to learn mm. to completely discombobulate the scripture, dissect it in pieces. Amen. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and give you understanding of what Bible scripture is really saying. Mm-hmm. That is why this, the same situation that will speak differently for you in this scripture can come and speak mm. differently in another season, in another era for you or mm. somebody else. That's right. So Genesis chapter 1, 
verse 1 for me tells me that it's a summary of mm. what God created and and shows that it's later divided in several stages of our human understanding. And mm. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 for you, it can maybe say God created heaven and earth and it ends there. Mm. Mm. For somebody else, it will come and say, if God created all these things, surely he can create an opportunity for me to, to, mm-hmm. to, to, to come out of my poverty. It, so Amen. it can speak differently to everybody. But be led by the Spirit, learn to read the Bible, and they to do it. Allow the Spirit of God to propound it for you, and I assure you, by the end of the day, you, you will be a, mighty, a mightier theologian than most mm. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Man of God, may I be forgiven for tapping into your time of preaching. It is well, Please. sir. Amen. I surrender the... It is well. I was actually enjoying the propounding, very deep and incisive teachings. Oh my goodness! We, you need to continue. Amen. Yeah. Amen. This is powerful. Uh, we don't know when you're gonna have another session on the same topic because uh, I think this Genesis is like a foundational teaching for mm. us to understand everything that God was building on top of what he did. Amen. Yeah, powerful Amen. insights. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad uh, I, I'm part and parcel of this uh, teaching. Glory to Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Um, does my bishop have a, a, a short interlogue of a song before we enter into the the word of God? I was just waiting for the man in charge, for the pilot of the day to, to seek. You know, the Bible says, seek and you shall find. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I was waiting for the, man of, for the man of God to, to seek. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. With the word that the man of God will be given us today, um, we are basing our worship song, which is titled No One Like You. And... Uh, we need to understand that our God is not a man. He is something beyond what we can comprehend. So as we worship him right now, let us remember that our God is different. There's none like him. Amen. Thank you, Father. No one like you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are thankful, Lord, that you are indeed a God that goes beyond every physical understanding. You, you are a God that goes beyond what man can comprehend. You, you are a God that brings light in the deepest of darkness. You are a God that can separate what is chaotic to what is joyful. You are a God that can separate the bad and the good. You, you, you are a God that can turn what was meant for evil over our lives for good. Abba Father, you have given us a profound and understanding really in the nature of the life of your manservant Joseph. That as he went on his life growing up as a, as a lad, he was gifted with the gift of dreams. He was gifted with the gift of perceiving what is to come in the future. But mm. Lord, you purposed it that he would begin to open his mouth without reason, without wisdom. And that it would lead him into a challenge or challenges that would be unforeseen to him. 
Abba Father, you have also told us that after that he went on from one challenge to another as he was sold into slavery by his brothers. Now, we are told that in the future of this, Abba Father, indeed you are not a man. And there's none like you. We are told that in the future that was to come, he came and he saved your people Israel out of extinction. I mean, if, 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 if you did not purpose it for him that way, there was no way that the lineage of Benjamin would have come through all the way until the time of Mary and Joseph where your son, Jesus Christ, was born. There was no way that today our era would have been saved by, by salvation, by the grace, by that unmerited favor if you are not the kind of God. So indeed, Lord, there's no one like you. And we just want to praise you and worship you as we sit mm. down now, as we are ready to listen to you through your man servant, the prophet, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. 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 Over to you, sir. Bless, you. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Bishop. And uh, a lovely morning once again to everyone that is tuned in. What a joy. What a privilege to come before you. We don't take it for granted. We know it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God that we are gathered on air via this uh, broadcast. So this morning, by the special grace of God, I'm going to minister on a subject entitled Going Beyond the Limit. Going Beyond the Limit. Now, our anchor scripture is going to come from the book of Mark chapter 4, and we are going to read from verse number 45 to verse number 41. Now, the heading there is saying, Jesus calms the storm. Okay, so we are going to uh, go right ahead because the bishop has already prayed for us. He has already opened in the word of prayer and he has spoken the grace of God over this broadcast. So we're just going to go straight ahead into the word of God. So I'm reading from the NIV version. In verse number 35 of Mark chapter 4, the Bible says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. He was speaking to his disciples, Let us collectively go together. They were about to undertake a journey, and Jesus was going to go with them. And in our theme, we are saying going beyond the limit. I'm going to read up to verse 41, but I just want to throw in a, a few things here and there before I go down. In verse 35, Jesus uh, commits himself to go on this journey with the disciples. He was accompanying them. Now, this brings me to a, a, a portion of scripture in the book of Exodus where Moses spoke to God when God visited him. He said, we shall not go unless you go with us. I will not go and speak to Pharaoh unless you go with me. Moses was very much aware of the daunting task that was ahead of him that he could not do it on his own. Many times, as children of God, we have embarked on a relationship, we have embarked on a job, we have embarked on a journey, we have embarked on a business, we have embarked on a career, minus the accompanying presence of God. Many times, when we encounter a difficulty, that's when we remember God. That's when we remember the presence of God. That's when we remember the word of God. That's when we remember we have a pastor over us. That's when we remember we could have gotten prophetic direction. 
So here we see in verse 36, the Bible saying, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. Verse 37, a furious squall that was a storm came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped, meaning it was nearly full. The water was getting into the boat, the boat that Jesus and his disciples were in. Verse 38, Jesus was in the stern. So that is the, the, the hinder part of the, the boat, the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Child of God, I'll pause here to say something. There are times in life, as a child of God, you begin to doubt the presence of God upon your life. As anointed as you are, as, uh, as powerful as you are, you are an intercessor. You are a prayer warrior. You live a righteous life. You, 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 you belong to God. You are sold out to God. But sometimes there are challenges, there are trials that come that begin to question uh, our, our position in God. And this is the reason why the enemy will tempt us, will try us and test us so that we may uh, lose our position in God or our allegiance to God. Look at the disciples. Jesus is with them in the boat and they are thinking he doesn't care. There are times as a child of God, you're in a challenge. Maybe you might call on your, or, or, on your pastor or your elder or your deacon. At the time you critically need them, they are not available because of human limitations. And you begin to feel, why did I go to that church? After all, they don't care about me. I support the church with my tithes, with my offerings. I'm a sanctuary keeper. Maybe I'm in the security department. Maybe I'm a counselor. Maybe I'm a Sunday school teacher. Uh, maybe I sing in the praise or I'm a musician. But the moment I have a challenge, they are nowhere to be seen. Look at Mary and Martha. Uh, Mary is the one who anointed Jesus with expensive oil. But a few days later, we see their brother Lazarus getting very sick to a point that he died. The Bible says they sent a message to him saying, uh, you, uh, your friend Lazarus, the one you love so much, is sick. Please come and heal him. The Bible says when Jesus heard that message, he abode where he was two more days. Now, the Bible doesn't say he was having a crusade, he was healing the sick, or he was doing ministry. The Bible says he was just seated. So in other words, you might say Jesus was uh, playing delaying tactics. Let me tell you, our time doesn't matter. God's time matters. When we wait upon the Lord, we are not wasting time. Waiting upon the Lord does not mean you are wasting time. So as a child of God, today my sermon is going beyond the limit. If you want to go beyond the limit, there is one thing you should go. When you embark on a journey, embark with Christ. When you want to do a project, involve him in the beginning. Look at Jesus in, in John chapter 2. They invited him to a wedding, but they did not involve him. So when they ran out of wine, the mother came and said, they have run out of wine. Jesus said, woman, what do I have to do with this? Yes, they invited me, but they did not involve me. So when they ran out of wine, they were on their own. The mother made intercession until Jesus got involved in what they were doing. Many people, they start a journey, they begin something, they begin a ministry, they begin to do something without God's backing presence. It is actually hard work when you do the work of God minus the backing presence of God, minus the power of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to go beyond the limit of failure, beyond the limit of uh, 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 certain geographical limitations and whatever challenges that you may face, you need the backing presence of God. Jesus told them, it is time to go to the other side. And in Deuteronomy 1 verse 6, the Lord spoke. He said, you have dwelt long on this mountain. Arise, go to the uh, break camp, go to the other side. God believes in promoting people. God believes in advancing people. 
But for you to advance, you need to get tired of being in one place. Man loves to dwell at one place uh, after God visits them. They loved the mountain, you know, Mount Sinai, where God had appeared. You know, they loved to be there because they, they saw miracles there. God spoke to them from uh, the fire. You know, man loves to build shrines uh, around the move of God. But God loves to see people advance. He, he loves to see people move. It is the will of God for you to advance in your career, in your academics, in your business, in your ministry, for the anointing to increase upon your life. But there are certain things that you should deliberately put in place for God to achieve this in your life. Remember, God is not a monument. God is a movement. He's always on the go. He's always on the move. The Bible says, God said, I am the great I am. He didn't say, I am the great I was. No, he is the great I am. He's ever changing. He's ever on the move. He's ever doing new things. Hallelujah. So this is why the Bible says the message of God are new every morning. So for you to see God moving you beyond the limitation that you are facing, you know, many of us, as I'm talking, there is one limitation or the other that you are facing. It could be because of foundational spirits, foundational curses, okay? It could be because of certain things that might have happened in your life, and the devil is using them to, 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 to block you. But I have good news for you. Today, as you are listening to the sound of my voice, God is breaking that limitation. God is taking you beyond. God is lifting you up. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, let us continue on our subject. The Bible says Jesus entered the boat with them. You know, he started the journey with them. They started the journey with him. They needed him right from the beginning. Are you about to settle down in marriage? You need the presence of God. Are you about to take up a new appointment? Start with God. Are you about to start a new work in ministry? Start with God. Involve him. Don't do something because of material availability of things around you. Do not be deceived. When spiritual warfare mounts, physical things will not help you fight the battle. This is a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual war. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, as they were moving, a storm arose. Why did the storm arise? Because it, that is in Mark chapter 5. The Bible says, this, uh, chapter 4, the storm arose. Why? Because in Mark chapter 5, Jesus met a man in Gadala. Immediately they left the sea and he delivered him. So the demons started attacking Jesus and the disciples on the water because of the mission they were had. So when you are a man and a woman with a mission, the devil will always create a storm in your life. Some of you find that as you are uh, pursuing your academics, the person who is sponsoring you, they might fall sick or they might die. Okay? Some of you, because the devil knew you had a great future, he took your parents, he took your father or your mother. You know, some of you, the people that were helping you, they lost their jobs. That was a storm. So you some lo lost their money. You know, their businesses went down. That is the storm I'm talking about. Some of you, you find that probably you're married and then you, there's a looming divorce. You're ever quarreling. There are fights. That is a storm. But the good news I have is that God wants to silence that storm in your life. God wants to silence that storm of poverty in your life. God wants to, to silence that storm of sickness in your life. God wants to silence that storm of false accusations. As we are speaking, some of you, as you are listening to me, you are usually falsely accused. Wherever you are, there are false accusations that are being labeled against you. And you know nothing about those things. But people are busy labeling you, painting you blue, black, in bad colors. Why? It's because the enemy is fighting you. Hallelujah. So when you look at the way the situation was, there were other boats there, okay, that were on the sea. But the Bible <clears throat> clearly is talking to us that the storm was beating against the boat where Jesus and his disciples were in. Sometimes when you look at your life, you ask yourself to say, in my family, we are four or we are five. But why is it that me, as a child of God, I am the one who is facing a very tough battle? 
my other siblings, they are not committed to God. They haven't even given their lives to God. They are just living their way. They are wayward. But the battles they are facing are totally different from the one I am facing. Hallelujah. So you will discover it's because Jesus and the disciples had a mission. That's why they were being fought. So your mission and the mission of your siblings or your peers or your companions or your neighbors are totally different. The way the enemy will attack them and the way the enemy will attack you is totally different. Even on a pitch, the way a person with a ball is marked is different from the ones that are without a ball. Hallelujah. When you're about to score, you're in the 18 area, you are tackled even harder. That's where people uh, uh, get career-threatening injuries. So we are talking about going beyond the limit. The boat uh, was filling with water, but because Jesus was in the boat, the boat could not drown. You, right now, as I'm speaking, you might be sick. You might be challenged. You might be in debt. Things are not going well for you. You are confused. You are almost having a mental breakdown. Sometimes you have uh, flashes of, of visions and things that are not making sense in your life. And you're thinking you're going to go mental. Let me tell you, God is putting an end to that storm. You will not have a mental breakdown. You're not going to have a mental challenge. God is going to keep your sanity together. Hallelujah. The disciples called on Jesus to help them. It is time for you and I to call upon the Lord. It is time for you to open your mouth and cry out unto God. In the book of Mark chapter 10, Bartimaeus cried unto Jesus and the people told him to keep quiet. But he kept on calling upon the Lord until the Lord stopped and begged him to be brought to him. You need to keep calling until he gives you his attention. Many people, they pray once and they just give in the towel. Let me tell you, crying is okay, but crying does not get the job done. Jesus did not say, cry unto me. He said, call unto me, meaning the Lord wants you to open your mouth in prayer. You know, I've heard people say, even our tears are prayers. I don't know to what extent how true that is, but I know in Luke chapter 18, the Bible says, men ought always to pray and not offend. In the book of First Thessalonians, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. So they called upon Jesus. This was prayer. So the other thing that you need to do if you want to go beyond the limit is to call upon Jesus when you face challenges. Call upon him to intervene in your situation. Hallelujah. The only mistake that they did was as they were calling on him, they were calling uh, on him out of fear. They were afraid. You know, they were so fearful. Many times we cry unto God out. We call on the Lord even when we have alternatives. For example, you are calling on the Lord to heal you. You are also going to diabolic altars. You are getting demonic solutions. How can God heal you? Because when you get healed and you are taking diabolic uh, medications and medicines and herbs, you, you, who will you glorify at the end of it all? Is it God or the witch doctor? Is it God or the altar or the shrine that you visited? So for as long as you still have alternatives, you have options, the power of God cannot work in your life. This morning when I was working, uh, when I was meditating on the word of God, the Holy Spirit spoke expressly to me. He said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways or her ways. So if you or I want God to intervene in my situation, I should have no options. God should be my only option. That's when he can come through. And we are talking about going beyond the limit. No options. Make Jesus your only option. Jesus did something. He arose and addressed the wind and the storm and it quietened. Many children of God, they are going through a particular storm or the other. They have done everything, but there is something that they are missing out. Do what Jesus did. Arise. The Bible says, arise and shine for your light has come. So when you arise as a child of God, remember there's authority in your tongue. There's authority in your mouth. Use that authority to silence the enemy. So Jesus arose and quietened the spirit. Mark chapter 11, verse 24, the Bible says you should speak to the mountain. 
The Bible doesn't say complain about how big the mountain is, how long it has lingered there. The Bible says speak to the mountain. How do you speak to the mountain? By faith. Now, faith is not a feeling. Faith is a state of knowing the promises of God and what God said is what he will do. Last night I was meditating on the word of God. The Holy Spirit spoke to me to say, the disciples, I sent them and I told them to, do, to go and do what they went to do. What did they go to do? They preached the gospel, which is the good news of God's kingdom about repentance and salvation and healing. And I accompanied them by my spirit and performed the signs and wonders. So if God sends you, the results will show. If you send yourself, the results will show. So if you are for God, the results will show. But if you are not for God, whatever you are doing is out of envy. The results will show. They will not be permanent. Hallelujah. So for, for Jesus to take care of the situation, he arose. In your situation, arise. You are having a problem at work. Your child is wayward, is misbehaving. Arise and begin to pray. Call on Jesus to touch your child. You know, you are having challenges. You know, the, your child is really giving you a lot of sleepless nights. And you are saying, what will I do? How will my child change? The Lord is a changer. He is able to change your son. He's able to change your daughter. There is nothing that is too hard for God to do. Hallelujah. Now, when you look at the facing, it could be a sickness, okay? It could be a facing joblessness. It could be a facing barrenness. It could be a facing a particular challenge that every one of you have in the family. And you have taken it, it's normal. You know, there are times people say, in our family, we have high blood pressure. In our family, we have got sugar diabetes. In our family... We have sickle cell uh, anemia. In our family, we, we normally experience tuberculosis. Let me tell you something. When you come to Christ, the Bible says, Behold, all things have passed away. All things have become new. You are now uh, uh, <coughs> connected to a new lineage. Your DNA has changed. You are now in Christ. You are not outside Christ. Outside Christ, you were permitted to suffer. But in Christ, you are not permitted to suffer. Hallelujah. So today, as I was talking about going beyond the limit, I just wanted you to understand that if Christ is going to be the center of your living, you will come out of that crisis. But if you leave him behind, if you don't involve him, suffering might continue, but it is not the will of God. So this morning, uh, I just want to pray for you. Wherever you are, I just want to pray for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray for our listeners, dear Heavenly Father, that you may touch them, that you may minister to them, that you may heal them, that you may deliver them. I pray for them, those that do not know what to do, which way to go, what next step to take. They are stuck. Oh God, they have so many questions with less answers, so many situations. Oh Holy Spirit, come through for them. Come and deliver them. Come and minister to them. You are the only solution giver. You are the only one that I know that has never failed to heal any sickness. You have never failed to lift any burden. Lord Jesus, here are your children. I touch them by faith. I minister to them by faith. Now, listen to me. If you are a child of God, you are listening to me and you are sick, touch that part of your body where the sickness God will heal you. If you are believing God for a job, touch your documents after I finish praying with you. Whatever breakthrough you need, God is going to give you. There is nothing that is too hard for God. They, no matter the name of your situation, whether it's a cancer, whatever it is, God is able to take cancer out of your body and make you anew. So I touch you by faith. I minister to you by faith. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I set you free in the name of Jesus. Be set free. Be delivered. I speak light where there's darkness, where there's pressure and tension. I decree, may there be light. Be set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for everything that you have done today. Receive glory. Let testimonies be given in Jesus' name. And all those testimonies, it will be to the glory of 
of your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 